Hello and welcome to the Edgar Podcast. I'm Rob Chilton, editor of Edgar Magazine. And my name's Nathan Irvine and I'm the senior digital editor of Edgar Daily. Coming up on this week's show, we go on a culinary journey at Masala Library, turn the new Sennheiser soundbar up to 11, and find out how Breitling assembled an all-star squad. Nathan, let's kick off with food. You have been to a new Indian restaurant, I believe. I have. The Masala Library, which is in the new space at uh, that used to be Rang Mahal. Did you ever go to Rang Mahal? I did, and that was a fancy, high-end Indian restaurant. So is, is Masala Library in that same kind of category? It is, yeah. It's another fine dining concept uh, in JW Marriott Marquis. Um, it's full of traditional dishes delivered in a more contemporary style mm. which seems to be every single cuisine that's out there at the moment right yeah. everyone's got a modern spin on things but it was it was fantastic the uh, the food we did the 12 course taster menu mm-hmm. signature menu we did i had the vegetarian option and we had the meat option on the other side of the table as well okay. so i got to try a little bit of everything and it was yeah it was fantastic the food was great is 12 courses about right we we, we over eating there was it just the right amount of food so to be honest when it when it comes out you're sort of looking at this small dish and you're like i'm that's not going to fill me up Mm. i'm going to need more but by the end of it when we got to the desserts i'd had enough that i just had so much food (laughs) and it just it all accumulates you don't think like oh this tiny little dish is going to be enough but 12 of those things certainly stack up so pick out uh, a couple of highlights for me. What did you enjoy? So I really enjoyed the look of the deconstructed samosa. What, what is a deconstructed samosa? A deconstructed samosa, like a, an IKEA flat pack, <laughs> is it's a, a rectangular piece of pastry, like mm. a, like you would find on a regular samosa. Yeah. And then it has the ingredients in like tiny little blobs on the top of it. Right. There's like four, three or four blobs on the top of it, and the the waiter said. It tastes just like a samosa, I promise you. Okay. And it did taste just like a samosa. So you, you can't fold it up. You have to eat it open as it is, right? That, that was the only problem with it. It was a bit... It was quite sticky, but when you did lift the rectangle rectangle up of pastry, it did feel like it was about to drop off okay. or, or just snap. But yeah, that was how you had to eat it. <laughs> like a wobbly diving board. Yes, very, very <laughs> much so. But it was, it, was, it was really nice. It was very tasty. I also liked the chicken tikka. Yeah, that they did. They had the lump of meat that you usually associate with chicken tikka, so marinated uh, orange bit of meat that tasted fantastic. Yeah. Then they had a paste which was chicken tikka that had been blended. Okay. So a little dollop of that. Okay. And then they had a crispy sort of almost like a poppadom style thing, which again, think it again, it was chicken tikka. <laughs> After twelve courses, your memory must be struggling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And was it what kind of atmosphere was it a you know a noisy party sort of restaurant or a cozy intimate one? Well, I was it was it was more of a cozy intimate one, but I was very surprised by how busy it was. It was it was very busy for a Monday night. I mean, it was it was packed out, so it was quite a it's quite a lively atmosphere. And I love the way that it's split into like huge restaurant area mm. and really nice lounge area, yep. which was sadly deserted right. everyone was just in the restaurant and enjoying the food that's good for a new restaurant to be that yeah. busy on a monday night it's, yeah. that's a positive sign for the future I absolutely reckon, yeah. and i definitely will be back a bit of tech news now rob i believe you've been testing out the sennheiser ambio yeah sennheiser known for their headphones and microphones the beatles and elvis presley 
use Sennheiser uh, microphones. Do you know that? I didn't know. Uh, Drake is also a fan. So they are audio experts. But now, at last, they finally unveiled their new, their first ever sound bar. Oh. So this is a big deal because this is Sennheiser and their first sound bar. It's called the Ambio. It is about 10,000 dirhams and it's coming in the summertime to, uh, to Dubai. There are only five prototypes in the world. Okay. And we got invited along to a sneak preview to see, uh, or hear rather, what it sounded like in Dubai. It's got 13 drivers. Okay. Sounds like uh, something Jennifer Lopez would have on her tour. Right. Boom, boom. <laughs> uh, but that means, obviously, that it's a, a huge, immersive, really luxurious, deep bass sound. They did a cool demo. They did um, gave us a, a scene from the film Everest. Okay, yeah. Bit of Game of Thrones, Star Wars video game, some indie music, and a rainstorm sound effect. And everything sounded great. You know, okay. it's, it's, it's proper surround sound. So what, where was the where was the actual demonstration held then? In a hotel in Dubai. Right. In a pretty you know, normal room. It wasn't a soundproof room, so it was just a basic room that you would have at home with carpet and that sort of thing. But the really clever thing that I loved about it, it comes with an external microphone that you plug in into uh, into the Ambio, and then you sit it there, and then you push the calibrate button, mm. and the microphone figures out how big the room is right. using re reflective sound techniques, something like that. And so it knows if it's in a warehouse or if it's in a cosy little bedroom, and so it adjusts its sound accordingly to fill that room and give you the best sound experience. Wow. That's pretty clever, right? That, that, that's, that's where the 10 grand goes, right? That is. <laughs> that is. That's, that's next level. So I was very impressed. Um, it's pretty big. You know, it it's probably stretches about, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a meter and a bit. So okay. it's, it's a big black box. Yeah. Um, but it's Sennheiser, so it's top quality stuff. And uh, it's going to be the, the big talked about tech product in the summertime for sure. Rob, tell me about your trip to Rwanda recently. Yeah, very lucky boy. I got taken to Rwanda to see uh, the new resort from one and only hotel group. It's a house, not a resort. It's, it's not a big fancy hotel. They've really tried to keep the house in keeping with the local area. So it's in uh, the middle of millions of tea plantations and millions of tea plants. The greenery is spectacular. It's in the middle of a massive ancient rainforest and it's called Nyungwe House. Um, villas as opposed to hotel rooms the tea plantation theme has been carried through into the house so for example they've made a little chandelier out of tea strainers which okay. is quite cute yeah there's tea tasting sessions you can go on tea plantation walks but the real highlight part of the of the house is the chimpanzee trek so it's about 330 dirhams you leave the house at 5 a.m they give right. you a coffee in a recyclable cup, of course. Of course, yeah. And you travel for about an hour and a half to this uh, this park where you go and see mountain blue monkeys, colobus monkeys, and chimpanzees. And here's what that sounds like. <laughs> So that was the sound of chimps chattering in the, in, the, in the treetops there with our guide who was talking to his guide. They were whispering about where the best position would be to see these chimps. Right. It's pretty spectacular, you know, not only the greenery and the oxygen, but to see chimps in their natural habitat, just hanging out, having a scratch, having a, yeah. <laughs> having a munch on some breakfast. It was a memorable experience. How close did you get to the chimps? Well, we were stood at the base of a tree and we can see them up there. I mean, you could have maybe 30 or 40 feet. 
Right. Um, you have to be careful of falling debris. Yeah. Because <laughs> the chimps, they, you know, the whole the whole rainforest is, is a toilet to them. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful experience, and we must have sat there for about 15, 20 minutes before the guides moved us on. They don't want to freak out the chimpanzees. They're very used to human contact. But you know, we sat there for about twenty minutes, just crouched in our in our sort of rainforest gear. You know, just. Mm-hmm. Sitting there watching them, it's fascinating. Did you feel like David Attenborough? I did a bit, yeah. If they come down and have a little, you know, roll around with me, that would have been an amazing experience. But uh, <laughs> uh, they kept up in their treetops. And actually, Brad loved the quad squad idea, mm-hmm. and he loved the idea of not being a single uh, persona yeah. in the campaign, but being part of a group. Yeah. They all love it. They're sick and tired to be in the center. Everybody. Yeah. That was Breitling CEO Georges Kern, who I met this week in Dubai. He was uh, doing, a, he's doing a, a, an international roadshow to present this new, young, energised, refreshed Breitling brand. It's a really big deal for the company. And, uh, and what they've done, they've tried to, to shake off that old, exclusive image that watch companies sometimes have by presenting a, a fresher image. They've enlisted Adam Driver... Yeah, played Kylo Ren in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, Brad Pitt. They've got the uh, the surfer Kelly Slater. Yep. So they're trying to present this, you know, this this new uh, accessible brand because he said they didn't want to talk about golf and tennis and Formula One, which are traditional sports for for watch companies. He's instead looking at surfing. He's looking at triathletes as well. Right. The stores that Breitling have opened up around the world now look like an amazing New York loft, a sort of place that men want to live you know it's got okay. surfboards and exposed brick and motorbikes in the hallway right um all cast iron staircases and lots of glass looks really really cool and brad pitt is part of this whole new campaign right yeah and it's interesting what george said there about how brad didn't want to be the only guy in the advertising campaign he wanted to be part of this squad you know so there's a mm. surf squad triathlete squad cinema squad that brightling have put together to to present this new face of their brand he's George Kern is calling it modern retro. He okay. he believes there's a digital overkill happening right now, and so people are actually turning back to things like analog watches, vinyl records. You know, they want that old-fashioned feel to their lives now, and their lifestyles and their products. Okay, Nathan, esports. Hold my hand and talk me through this new modern-sounding gaming phenomenon. Come with me into the virtual <laughs> world. You'll be safe. Um, <laughs> so, esports is. I, I've done an article on. Edgar Daly about what it is basically Um, it's the fastest growing sport on the planet right now right and it's exactly what you would think it is it's video games people playing them to a professional standard so people go and watch these things happening like big giant screens and they cheer for their like teams or favorite players they do indeed there are individual players that people love like superstars like in in the same sort of lane as like a ronaldo really and yeah they've got their they've got their own stars and they've got their own teams which even have their kits made by like adidas <laughs> and, okay. and and various other people um, and yeah they regularly fill out stadiums like 20,000 30,000 stadiums and people come and just as you say watch them on on the big screen clicking buttons so the idea is you know player x goes up against player y and they you know they they play a game together and try and beat the other guy and there is a winner yeah pretty much yeah there's there's lots of different games that that are part of the esports library so you've got games like dota 2 and league of legends which to me and you like I've never, I, I I used to work in games and I've still 
not got a full grasp of what they actually are. Right. But these are the ones that do so well in terms of like tournaments. Dota 2 has a thing called the International, which is like the World Cup that's mm. on each year. And the prize pot for that last year was $46 million. What? Yeah. So they got the wow. share of it, and I think the top prize, I think the top prize for that was like $12 million for the it's winning good. team. Really? Yeah. yeah. So these guys are professional? Yes, they're professional. They train like athletes as well. <laughs> no they train like athletes. They have training camps where they have like a psychologist, they'll have personal trainers, <laughs> they'll have nutritionists. It's not... It's uh, it's a it's a far cry from sitting in your pants in your living room <laughs> eating Doritos and drinking Red Bull. It's um, <laughs> it's it's next level this now, quite literally. And it's yeah, it's 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 insane. It's got the it's got big sports worried as well. Like Peter Moore, who is the CEO of Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. He's got he was recently quoted as saying that they need to change up how they deliver football to millennials because they don't feel like they can keep their attention anymore over 90 minutes i just don't see esports ever taking on like the fifa world cup it's just it's chalk and cheese isn't it but i mean it's it is possible i mean esports is going to be an olympic sport in 2024 at the paris Joe, games really yeah, at the paris games yeah they it was rejected in 2020 for uh, tokyo yeah because the ioc said it promoted violence ah, but really? then they seem to forget that they have boxing and have done for decades in the Olympics, which, again, yeah. promotes violence. But, yeah, it's going to be an Olympic sport. The revenue is already predicted this year, and going back to Liverpool FC again, already predicted this year to have more of a turnover than Liverpool Football Club. That's amazing. As a business. So it's over a billion dollars that it's going to make. Is there any talk of an event coming to the UAE? So there was talk about the there was going to be a Dubai X Arena that they was going to create and then everything went very quiet and then nobody's mentioned it ever again mm. but they've just have they just finished the Dubai Arena where Maroon 5 are going to play I think okay in is that, City Walk right and there's the the the, uh, the rotunda at Caesars Palace that's an yes. indoor new arena that could see any of these any of these places could work as an esports venue yeah. because the, there was one tournament at the Barclays Centre where Brooklyn Nets play yeah so, you know, it's exactly the same. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a, a purpose-built stadium. All they have to do is rig up the, the screens and things like that, and then they're good to go. That would be amazing. If it could somehow take away some of the viewership of, you know, football or the Premier League, that would be a that would be a big moment for esports. It, it, <laughs> it already is, weirdly enough, because even though we're talking about this condensed 20,000, 30,000 people filling out these stadiums, this doesn't take into account streaming sites such as Twitch and via YouTube and Facebook streaming now. Like, there's millions that tune in per day right. to watch these people play esports. <laughs> Grooming now. And Rob, your face is looking very, very fresh at the moment, if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that's probably because I had a 75-minute facial yesterday. <laughs> Hard at work. Uh, this was at Mandara Spa, which is in the H Hotel, Dubai, on Sheikh Zayed Road. And they have a, a specialized men's facial. Okay, yeah. it's, it's called the Elemis High Performance Skin Energizer. Mm. It's a lot of words there. Sounds fancy. Uh, it's 730 dirhams. <gasps> it's a nice spa. I'll tell you what I really liked about it right from the get-go is that they, they give you little white pajamas to wear. 
right. as opposed to a robe. Okay. Because I always feel a bit self-conscious with a robe. You know, it can flap open <laughs> at unfortunate moments. <laughs> but the pyjamas, I felt very comfortable in those. Okay. Uh, my therapist was Rika. She was from Bali and she was great. Um, and what is really nice about this facial is that uh, you get a foot scrub and a foot rub during the middle of it. And you get two masks. Okay. Not one, but two masks. Mm -hmm. So one is um, like an uplifting, sort of energizing one with vitamins, and the other one is a hydrating, moisturizing one to help anti-aging. So good for old fellas like me. But it's a really nice facial. Elemis do great men's products, um, and hopefully it'll just you know keep the keep the wrinkles away for another week. Sounds good. So there we go. Thank you for listening to the Edgar podcast. Pick up a copy of the April issue in all good bookstores now. And who's on the cover this issue? We've got mountain climber Alex Honold. And remember to visit edgardaily.com. <laughs>